Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Deliberation Chamber, the number one podcast in all of podcasts when it comes to the wide world of wrestling. It's where you're going to get all your hottest of the hot takes and your jabronis of the week. Everyone knows the rules. There are no rules, except for there will always be a jabroni of the week. I am your host. I am Matt G. Coming to you live from San Antonio, Texas. Might be running to HBK later. But let's get right into it, because we got some stuff to get down to tonight. So who will be the first entrant into the chamber with me, Matt G. Turn it up. It's been a week, but the professor is back home in the deliberation chamber. How are we doing tonight? What's up, Profess? You got those marks in hand? You ready to get the hot takes we, going? You about ready to drop some knowledge on us? Give us some grades? Ready to go, man. Uh, Mark Machine is pumping strong. We're ready to lay out these hot takes. What we got? What's going on tonight? We got a lot going on. I, I think we all maybe felt a little sleeper here, but... It is the go-home week to Survivor Series and to War Games, uh, which, you know, actually one of my favorite NXT pay-per-views, and I don't know if they've necessarily had the best build to it, but uh, before we even get to that, how do you feel the build to Survivor Series has been? This has been an interesting one in the WWE right now. Well, I think coming off of Hell in a Cell, which had all this build and then kind of let everybody down, then you go into Crown Jewel, which is just like, let's just you know, get us through this as quick as we possibly can. I feel like this has been the best build up to a pay-per-view that we've seen um, in recent months. That being said, I think the reason is, is because you've got this influx of all this fresh talent of NXT coming in and taking over some storylines, kind of shaking things up a little bit more. Um, a big distraction from the Lashley Rusev storyline, which has been, you know, a little nice, but I feel like that's why it's something fresh. It's something a little different. Um, and I feel like that's why this is being, um, you know, a, a lot of hype behind it, kind of overshadowing what uh, War Games is going to be. Uh, everybody's talking about the virus. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta admit it is a pretty stacked card for Survivor Series, and as we all know, Survivor Series is one of the big four. Uh, you put it right up there uh, with the big four, just like the Royal Rumble just like WrestleMania, just like SummerSlam. I think it's probably a little more on par with SummerSlam than the other Agreed. two. But um, but let's look at these teams, right? We First off, let's start with the women. First ever women's Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, I think they're running out of firsts for them, which that's a positive thing. That's fantastic. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what that match is going to be like? Just for reminders for everyone out there. Team Raw is Charlotte Flair, Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan. A little bit of a hodgepodge there. Versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Also a hodgepodge. And then Team NXT. Um, and I don't... 
Yeah, I don't have who is on Team NXT besides uh, Miss Blazer. Um, do you know who's on that team who fills out uh, that one? I, I, I'm not able to pull it up right now, but it doesn't even matter because Team Raw is going to take it. You've got Charlotte Flair um, kind of headlining that particular group. Um, and I see her getting a, uh, a big push towards the women's title. Um, so I see actually her getting a lot of hype, which also then sets up for the women's singles match later between, uh, I think it's Becky, Bailey, and Shayna Blazer or, or Baszler. Not a big fan of her, but I yeah. see Bailey picking up the win there. And then I think there's going to be some little uh, cross-feuding between Charlotte and Bailey. Yeah, uh, you know what was really interesting on Raw last. Oh, oh, hold on one second here. Next entrance to the chamber. Who's it gonna be? Get your get your stables ready. Get your tables ready. It's time to go to war. Oh. Somebody's excited about war games, but we're not to that part of the night yet. Yeah, uh, D-Rock, join us as we talk about the Women's Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first historic ever Survivor Series elimination match uh, for the women's division? Yeah, I think it's great. I, I know NXT hasn't announced their team yet. I think they'll probably do that at War Games, but I think they have a lot of talent on that roster. Um, I'm expecting a huge showing from Team NXT in both the Women's Survivor Series match and the men's. I think they both have. I think they have great rosters, and I'm looking forward to seeing them compete at the, at the top level. Although yeah, I will say, I Team Raw's Team Raw's loaded. Charlotte Flair, Kabuki Warriors, Sarah Logan, I think is is a good player too. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the Iconics um, segment on Raw last night. Uh, basically, they came out and char uh, challenged um, Becky Lynch to a match. Uh, and then Charlotte Flair came out and ended up being the man. And Charlotte Flair versus the Iconics. And they got jumped by the NXT girls. Uh, but the Iconics... Uh, I don't know if it's just me or and just that I like the way they talk. I like their in-ring work. I like watching whenever there are segments with them backstage because I find them very entertaining. Um, and I know they were the first ever women's tag team uh, champions, but I think they're just underutilized in the WWE. They're not as many engaging, uh, funny duos or, or even singular women as they are. I don't know what you guys take are on the Iconics. I, I think the the word that the word that sums them up the best is chemistry. They have an actual true chemistry um, that I think is is very obvious, and they play off each other extremely well. And they are, and we've talked about, a lot about this on the podcast. But in a WWE where you do not have actual um, structured tag teams, they're about as close as we get on the women's side, and, it, and it, it's coming across really well. I, agree with those quotes. I don't think the ring work is that good though. I I mean, there are no Kabuki Warriors, but, you know, they're Asian, so they better be teammates. Yeah. I mean, thanks, Vince. I, I don't think Awkward they're ranked. Silence. I don't, I don't think, I, Professor, you can jump in here, um, but I, I don't think they're, like, the Iconics ring work is anything to write home about, but I do think you have a, a genuine play back and, and they're forth. They're just so annoying, dude. They're so annoying. I don't know why you guys are all in on the Iconics. Are you kidding me? 
Because there's nothing funnier than an Australian it's so, accent. It's it's cringeworthy to get through any of their stuff. You enjoy the backstage work? They uh, play a role. They play uh, a role. I think I it's hilarious. Speaking of speaking of annoying, we got one more person that needs to come into the chamber. Thank God someone's here to save this disaster. <laughs> oh no, it's a disaster now. Lavender Prince. First and foremost, Matt, Matt, you spewed a bunch of things that aren't even true. The Iconics aren't the first ever women's tag team champions. And uh, and Jeff, they're I'm you're sorry, supposed to... Who was the first ever women's tag Sasha, team champions? Sasha and Bailey? Did we for, uh, completely forget about them? We did. Yes, we did. Anyway, moving on. Jeff, you're supposed to dislike the Iconics. They're heels. It's called professional wrestling, buddy. They're supposed to be annoying. Also, I just want to real quick before we even get into it, Mike Manillo, Lavender Prince, Matt Sedley is furious that you took him off the text chain. He would have removed himself. He's an adult and he was enjoying all the verbal back and forth. He actually told me I invited him to be on the show again. He said, no, I'm a little bit tired, but I'll watch on the text chain what's going on. And then you just ripped that away from him. I just, oh, I don't bad. know why you think you're just in charge of the world right now you just get to call it all i called it cm punk's coming back so i know everything i didn't say Stick i know everything it. i said i said i know a few things things i don't necessarily get credit for and i'm just i just call it like i see it matt you're out here spewing things that aren't even true in the first 10 minutes of the podcast like well, i said thank god i'm here to like save the day if you call it like you see it, you better go see an eye doctor because you're not seeing things clearly as far as I'm concerned. Now, let's move on to the men's Survivor Series elimination match. Again, it's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. As D-Rock mentioned earlier, Team NXT will be announced at a later date, probably at War Games. But Team Raw is Seth Rollins. Going to burn it down to the ground. Uh, Kevin Owens, who they are not giving enough to do right now. Randy Orton, who has experienced a career renaissance. Drew McIntyre, in my opinion, the person that should be the next WWE champion. And Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Lavender Prince's yep. favorite, uh, Ali, Braun Strowman, and the worst rebranding of a character in the history of the WWE, <laughs> Shorty G. So bad. So oh, bad. It's awful. What are uh, we, our thoughts on that match right there? This this match has all unless I mean and I do think some of the NXT stuff I think is gonna is gonna save this match, but this match has as it stands right now, it just doesn't it doesn't sound good for anything or anyone. To be honest with you, it sounds, I don't, I don't it sounds great for Raw. That's going to be the biggest stomping of all time. But I do think you're right. NXT comes in. I think you see Tommaso. I think you see Gargano, um, Riddle, Lee, and then my surprise entrant, Finn Balor, joins NXT. And I think they. Oh, that is a really good hot take. So that is probably going to happen. Well done, D Rock. Thank you. Is it uh, true that did I see that he is he's Matt fighting Riddle, Jeff's favorite baby. NXT superstar, Matt Riddle? 
I don't think he's going to get past Matt Riddle the night before, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Matt Riddle oh, and his no shoes, he's really going to do work. I can so, yeah, I can, I can assure yeah, you that he's going to get past Matt Riddle. There, no, there, that was more sarcasm. That was sarcasm, 100%. Oh, we can't tell. We can't tell because you're always Drew, being sarcastic. It's just how you I'm, talk. I'm, I'm more Drew often being right. Had a, so. uh, match last night after Raw went off there. Um, so that could be something, like you were saying, to help him set up a, a title run. But I don't think he, he'll take it from The Fiend, but... Yeah, I don't either. But but here, guys, listen to the rest of the card. It actually gets really good after that stinker of a Survivor Series match. But we got the WWE Championship finally. Poor Dominic's going to get some revenge because <laughs> Rey Mysterio is going to take that WWE Championship no away from Brock Lesnar in a no holds bar, no disqualification I don't think match. No, no, no chance. I, I'm Come not on. in on that. That is my. Is that Rey Mysterio walks away WWE champ? Uh, another Man, it's phenomenal. It's not going to be clean. It's not going to be clean if that happens. It's a no, no chance. disqualification, no holds barred. It doesn't have to be clean. Man, That's the whole think, point of that. Do you think That's they burn that? You think they burn that Kane Velasquez um, comeback though? I think they have to keep it on Brock so Kane can take him down at Rumble or Mania. I agree. No, There's got to be a bigger implication. I, I think this is what I'm. I'm going to call. Kane's going to help get interfere, and um, and then he's going to Ray's going to win the belt. They're going to let Ray keep it. He's going to lose it at Rumble. Back to Brock, maybe sooner than that, and then. WrestleMania, Kane versus Brock. Kane is going to get redemption for Ray and poor Dominic. And Kane possibly wins the title at WrestleMania. Based on what I'm saying, Kane sucks. So (laughs) I'm not there, but that's my booking. That's what I'm going to say right there. I got the books to shut your mouth. No, I think, no, I said uh, Royal Rumble. We're going to Royal Rumble, then Brock's taking the belt back, and then we're going to build the Cain uh, Velasquez-Brock Lesnar uh, match for WrestleMania. That's my take. Uh, Interesting, huh? Uh, All right, Universal Championship. This might be the best match of the night. No holds barred. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. I mean, that is just, that's a hell of a match right there. I like the he comes out on top up. there. I hope. I think it yeah. has to be the fiend because I. I, they, I mean, they just can't. They cannot slow this momentum down. But it kind of scares me. It's because where does that put Daniel Bryan? Um, I don't he, think it's quick and easy. I don't think it's quick and easy. No, at all. I don't think so either. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good match. I think it'll be. I think it'll. I think it'll. I think they'll do a really good job. I think it'll be very entertaining. I think does this put Daniel Bryan on a a track to potentially win the Royal rumble, potentially getting, get back involved. I think they're, I mean, I think Daniel Bryan's kind of on the up and up right now. I mean, people are, they're building the return of the yes movement. I don't know if you guys can yeah, hear it, but, but it's rumbling. The yes Daniel, movement is coming back. I wonder how it's going to happen. Expose how you beat the fiend though. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 I don't no. think so either. And, and if you do no. do it, you don't do it now. You keep this going, no. but I think, I think you the build the yes I'm, movement into the rumble. Yeah, I that's a good thing. This is the beginning of a of a program. This is not the end of a program. Yes, I agree. I think this will get some draw some sympathy to to Daniel Bryan. He'll become, you know, I think he's going to be in a, they're going to do the official face turn um, and really put him back in that category. And then I think there's going to be Gosh. a build to the Rumble to see yes. the to see the Royal Rumble win we we wanted to see since for a couple of years now. 
gosh, can you imagine if he's the guy who who actually takes down the fiend at Mania? Can you imagine how over he would go? I don't know though. I, I don't see that uh, happening. I think the fiend. I don't has, either. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I really don't. I, I don't. I think we're too far away from seeing that, but I'm very interested to see how that match goes. Um, we already talked about it a little bit, but Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus. Uh, Baszler, I really don't know who they go with here. I'm leaning towards the man, um, just because you think Bailey, huh? I think in a, I think in a face uh, heel heel match, you go with the face. Yeah, a thousand percent. But I will throw this out, and I think there's bigger booking implications to this as well. I think this whole thing swirls into a four horse woman of WWE versus the four horse woman of MMA at WrestleMania. Um, I just, I see the rumblings. Okay. I see the rumblings return to Ronda. I mean, that's, we're talking, you're talking about a headline WrestleMania. That's the one right there. God, you got to ruin a hot take with, with, with Moro and Ello, huh? Well, that's what he would have said when you told him that hot take. He would have been blown away. He would have been like, he just would have been Uh. so shocked. All right, so that's an interesting take right there. Now, here's the sleeper match of the whole thing. This could steal the show. Uh, AJ Styles, United States champion, versus Shinsuke Nakamura, intercontinental champion, versus Roderick Strong, North American champion. I mean... That has potential to burn the the place down. Turn off the program and go to sleep, right? Because (laughs) nobody wants to watch that, dude. It's it's going to be so lame. OJ Styles sucks. Shinsuke is terrible. And Roderick is so done. He is a carbon copy of everybody else that is in Undisputed Era. I think this is the match that can be done with. Get it out of there. that's ridiculous. Okay, so I I am not a fan of the match, but what you just said was wrong. AJ Styles is still great. Shinsuke and him just don't have chemistry, and then you're talking about the least charismatic person in wrestling in Roderick Strong other, outside of Ricochet. So I think it's bad for those those uh, facets of the match. I think we haven't talked about the match that's gonna that's gonna take away the show, um, but we can talk about that. <laughs> I so. what not looking forward that? to this. Stuff. I. I want to see. I think the undisputed era versus the new day versus the Viking, uh, the Viking Warriors. I think that could be a really interesting tornado six man match. Yeah, that actually, I, I don't disagree. Unfortunately, I just don't have a lot of hope when it comes to WWE booking tag team matches on yeah. paper. That, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. That's not like set in stone, is it? Oh, it that is. More, it's like yeah, a tag team. Yeah, bragging rights. It'll probably get bumped to the pre-show if I had to guess. Shinsuke match uh, to the pre-show. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Those I'm guys surprised. are three of the best in-ring technicians in WWE. Yeah, it's I think it'll be a good match. 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 Going to I think so, too. I just think it's – I think this is the biggest – I think, I think guys, to be honest with you, I think this is the biggest problem with – in ring that match looks amazing but i think this is the biggest problem with survivor series just in general like what happens after all of these matches you know what i mean I, it's just such a this pay-per-view has always to me seemed like more of a stepping stone to get to the next step and that's why it's interesting that it's a we put it in the big four category like 
what happens if Team Raw wins the men's the men's match? What happens? Nothing. They just the, the show kind of goes on. Like, what happens if Shayna Baszler beats Becky Lynch and Bailey? I like, think is he just fair. bragging rights? Like, what the, no, what the hell are we doing? You know, know what I mean? Like, no, like, we wait for bragging rights at the bragging rights pay per view. Why would we talk <laughs> about bragging rights now? We do it at bragging rights. Exactly. That's, a, that's my point, Matt. That's my point. Is there's no point. Now, that's not fair. You you can really weave in a lot of these storylines and start new little feuds within the teams. Um, you, you can have uh, pinfalls that happen that uh, require the other the other partners step in and they don't, and they start feuding. You can create new rivalries even within yeah. the same team of these Survivor Series matches. Yeah, so I don't I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's just a stepping stone. That's my point it's, exactly. It's one night only. These are matches that can't happen now that the wild card rule doesn't exist. Yeah, but still, it's like, I don't know. It just seems like a, I just, I've never been a big Survivor Series fan just in general because of that. It's like, what, like, what are we, I don't know if you guys caught Corey Graves talking about it. It's like, there's got to be some sort of, sort, sort of prize to like, if, if Team SmackDown wins, one of his examples, and it makes sense, is like, if Team SmackDown wins, give them the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Something like that, whatever yeah. it might be. Well, speaking of prizes, Professor, why don't you let everyone know what kind of prizes they can win from the Deliberation Chamber? After this episode goes live and we post it onto Instagram, uh, we will have a little post all you need to do. If you've been listening along to the episode, just hashtag your favorite wrestler of all time. We're then going to do a randomizer and the uh, name uh, that comes up, the account that comes up, you're going to win a free T-shirt. For the holidays, T-shirt of your choice, you can get the Lavender Prince's favorite Jabroni of the Week T-shirt, or you can get the original Deliberation Chamber T-shirt. But we'll talk about that a little later bit more on in the show tonight. We should probably make the Jabroni of the Week T-shirts in Lavender. Just that would be awesome for that to make me awesome, even though I'm right half the time. That's fine. Even though, even though my takes are right half the time, we're coming from a guy that said Sister Abigail was going to debut in Saudi Arabia. When are we going to make your T-shirt, Matt? Jeff never said that. I know. I was talking to you, Matt. I was talking to you as the host. Yeah, the host's never wrong. I'm really just here to moderate and make sure that we have a clean fight, boys. And uh, no, no one's well, not here to fight clean anymore. I'm not here to fight clean anymore. I'm upset over last week's episode. I did, and I I do feel a lot better. But anyway, let's move on. Let let's do move on. So with Survivor Series coming up, we also have War Games, which I loved the last two War Games from NXT on Saturday night. But I feel like it's being so watered down, or I don't know if ruins the right word, but the specialness of War Games feels like it's just overshadowed because all the NXT people are gonna be in. Survivor Series on Sunday night. What do you guys think about that? I agree. Uh, to be honest, Matt, I, I really agree with you. I'm looking at the card for War Games right now, and it's like this men's War Game match looks unbelievable, and I haven't even really thought about it. Who's in it? Um, all right, so we have the Undisputed Era um, versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, um, Dominic. Chikovic. I hope this pronunciation is correct. Dijekovic and uh, another Dijekovic and another, and another TBA. Well, the TV, the TVD has to be Velveteen Dream, don't you think? After undisputed, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's not. 
he's not healed up yet but here's the problem like that just feels so mashed together like the undisputed era versus the um akem and razar who are those guys uh the um authors of pain authors of pain authors of pain versus um uh what was that viking raiders no 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 last year i think yeah, i guess the viking raiders they were in it and then who was the guy that was big in impact uh, that had his stable with Nikki Cross and a couple other people? Killian uh, Dane. Killian Dane. And then the little guy that Eric. Uh, Not Young. Austin Aries. Yeah. No, Eric uh, Young. Eric yeah. Young and uh, Sanity. That yeah. was a War Games match. Yeah, yeah that was those amazing. Guys were all stables. And yeah. this I kind agree. of takes away from that. How, yeah, I don't see how is Tomasa Champ on the same team with Keith Lee. They do not seem like that would be yeah. a natural pairing well, whatsoever. Tomasa Champ is the only one that actually makes sense in that in that whole deal because he's there's somewhat of a program with him and um, I agree, but you know they are I mean? making but, a huge mistake with him if they plan on making him face. That guy is one of the best heels in the entire industry when he was going a year and a half ago, two years ago. I cannot believe that they have him fading towards this face side. That's unbelievable. I feel like NXT is very heel strong right now, in my opinion. But he was the heel of heels, in my opinion. Oh, I, I agree with that, but I also agree with Mike. Like, where's the faces? Where's the heroes in NXT? Yeah, and Gargano, Matt Riddle. Now, aren't they doing a women's war game yeah, like match? Am I versus, correct on that? Uh, First ever uh, women's Basler, war game match? Like her, her strong squad. But I like Io I'm excited for her. I always think she's good. Dude, Rhea Ripley. I, I'm excited to see Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae's in that match, Gargano's wife. Those two, I don't think a lot of people have seen. Rhea Ripley is the real deal, and I think she can be a future Rhea. champion. Yeah, I think not. she's the future of the future of the just the women's division as a whole. Like her look, her mystique, she's a yeah. bad. Yeah, she, she is. is. I've seen her live a couple of times, and she works the crowd. She knows how to read the crowd. Uh, she's really good in the ring. Uh, extremely athletic. Super impressed. Sure. Candice LeRae's just. Candice LeRae just I think she's great um I mean I saw some like some of her stuff I think she's awesome as well I think I think that <laughs> NXT women are I think they I mean I think I mean it's, it'll be interesting some of they push out some of the mid carters if, if you guys have if you guys have not seen Candice LeRae take a pop-up power bomb from Kevin Owens on the Indies pretty infamous for like knees is that like the same blading one? too all right it's great. I think so. Doesn't she like? Didn't she? Is it? Doesn't she like cut herself? Didn't she used to like cut herself open all the time on the independent scene? Like, I heard she was just crazy. I mean, Derek, you're a little bit more in tune to that stuff than I am, but um, I, I don't know about that. I know she she had that infamous spot with um, with Kevin Owens, if I'm if I'm correct, where he power bombs her, and it was a big yeah. deal. That is true. She she was big in intergender wrestling uh, yes. on the indie scene. Her and Joey Ryan had a big thing going on. Um, all right, well, guys, let's move on. Survivor Series, again, as one of the big four, and why is it one of the big four? Well, back in the day, WWE only did four pay-per-views a year, so ipso facto it became one of the tent poles. Uh, but there have been a lot of big matches um, at Survivor Series and a lot of big debuts. The Undertaker debuted at survivor series back in 91 the rock 
as Rocky Maivia debuted at Survivor Series, I believe in 96. Um, and a lot of great matches. So I do want to go around um, and get everyone's favorite Survivor Series match of all time. And I do want to just remind and warn everyone that we have not awarded the... And so that will be handed out within the next five to ten minutes. <laughs> so I cannot wait to hear what Mike says to win that award. So uh, let's <laughs> start it off with... Can I start then, Matt? Is five. that fair since it's predetermined? Uh, it's not predetermined, Mike. Everyone has a chance. It's just you say the stupidest things. So, yeah, you can <laughs> All right. go first. Well, let me... Let me start it off with this then, and I think there's no way that anyone can argue that this is the greatest Survivor Series match of all time, and it's the Montreal Screwjob. Um, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, 97. Uh, the night after Bret Hart shows up on Monday Night Raw. There, I mean, I don't really have to explain much to this, right? It was the first time, really, that the fourth wall was truly shattered on live television. Vince McMahon, the birth of Mr. McMahon, um, Obviously, the, there's so much storyline behind it. Some people even say that the Montreal Screwjob was a work. Um, it's by far the greatest match in Survivor Series history with the most historical implication attached to it, the Montreal Screwjob. Damn, that is that is a really good one. And for any of the listeners out there, if you've never watched the Bret Hart documentary, Wrestling with Shadows, uh, it is uh, an actual documentary that they're making during the Montreal Screwjob. Um, and it is fascinating. And I will say best uh, six to nine months of Bret Hart on a microphone ever was leading up to the Montreal screw job with the reintroduction of the Hart foundation, them hating America and, you know, living their Canadian ideals. Um, I mean, that was just the best he ever was right there. So um, the match itself was pretty good until the bell rang and then it just got really intriguing. So wow, that's unreal. a really big, good start right there. Um, I was going to say, uh, Uh, all right, D-Rock, what would you say? 
All right, guys. So here, here's my take on this, right? We went pretty chalky, right? Montreal Screwjob, obviously a huge match. Although I think you could argue that 92 Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels for their kind of title is actually a better match between those two people at, at uh, Survivor Series. I'm actually going to go to a match that I vividly remember watching. I'm not saying it's going to have the historical impact of those two matches I was just mentioned. However, when you talk about pure storytelling and all the people that it involved, I'm going 1994, Bret Hart for the WWE Championship against Bob Backlund. Oh, for anybody, my gosh. For, any, for anyone who's not watched this match, that's fine. That's fine. I will, gladly, I will gladly defend this, though. If you want to see true storytelling, you watch that match. You watch Bret Hart stuck in a crossface chicken wing for over 20 minutes in an I Quit match, refusing to quit as his brother Owen Hart begs his parents to throw in the, uh, throw in the white flag, throw in the surrender flag. If you watch that match and you don't feel emotion, if Davy Boy Smith and his wife are on the outside, that doesn't get emotion in you, you might not have a heart. You might not have a pulse. And that then allowed the Owen Hart versus Bret Hart feud from 94 to 95, which was absolutely fantastic. It ended one of the best uh, matches in WrestleMania history. In ring, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart, brother versus brother. I, uh, just to reiterate. Perfectly fine. That's such a stretch, Derek. I God, mean, Bob Backlund just, uh, I know he was oh. an in-ring technician and so is Brett, so theoretically that makes sense, but Bob should have never been in any WWE picture for a title. Uh, like, that whole 90s run doesn't make any sense. I agree. Bob Backlund is the worst. Yeah, that is ridiculous. All right, so that means it's my turn. And I'm going uh, with the patron saint of matches of the Deliberation Chamber. Going all the way back to Survivor Series 2002, the first ever Elimination Chamber match is what I am going to go with. Uh, The members of that chamber match were Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker T and Rob Van Dam for the big gold belt. All the marbles. Um, it's the first time we've ever seen uh, an elimination chamber, and you guys got to give it to the elimination chamber. It is an interesting concept, um, it's something very unique. Um, and uh, it's something that I just so impressed with. Uh, I want to say Chris Jericho actually invented the chamber, if I remember correctly. Um, he did. Yeah. And I mean, if you guys remember back in that match, Rob Van Dam comes off the top of a chamber for a. Uh, um, uh, the frog splash on the King of Kings, um, but ends up hitting him in the throat. So he's a mess the rest of the match. Um, it comes down to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. This is only Michaels' second match since coming out of retirement. Um, and he won the championship. He beat Triple H to win the championship. Um, and it was in Madison Square Garden. I mean, that one may be forgotten sometimes, but it should never be because that right there is a match of all Hall of Famers, all for the world title, um, all in a brand new match. And it's the patron saint of the Deliberation Chamber. What the are your guys' thoughts? Saint. 
I that's like that. I, did, I like that call. It's a lot better than the back one thing. Yeah, I mean, Eric, you made it really easy to hand out the jabroni of the week. Well, that's sorry, guys. Big, I think that's I such a different call, though. I did just Google best Survivor Series matches and pick the top three. <laughs> sorry, I had a little creativity here. Going going back to my childhood and remembering the match itself. But hey, yeah, I, go chalk and you'll apparently be rewarded on this show. Yeah, we'll get lots of chalk. Well, uh, all right, guys. <laughs> chalk it up. Before we get to the end of this, I do want to let our listeners know we are going to do a special episode uh, for next week for Thanksgiving. We're going to have a watch-along episode, our first ever, uh, where those of you that belong to the WWE Network or can use YouTube can watch along as uh, all of us in the chamber watch the empty arena match versus the rock and mankind uh it was shown during halftime uh of the super bowl actually uh back i think in 99 it might have been 98 um we're gonna have a watch along there's nothing cooler and more different than watching a match uh with two men and no one's in the arena so we're gonna have a a watch along that you guys can put it on and watch as we comment talk about everything that's happening about it Uh, so that'll come out next week for thanksgiving week but before we get to that uh jeff uh, professor let them know where they can find us. Videos, a lot of Ric Flair content. Woo! Anyways, get yourself over to ProWrestlingTees.com. We've got two shirts available, the Jabroni of the Week shirt, as well as the Deliberation Chamber original t-shirt. But keep in mind, once this episode goes live and you're following us on Instagram, we will make a post stating that the new episode is up and all you need to do is hashtag your favorite wrestler of all time Enter yourself in to win yourself a free t-shirt for the holidays. We'll catch you next week.